The content of this show is intended for beauty professionals and service providers. It contains industry info that clients might not want to hear, especially when it is about clients who behave badly. Pour yourself a cocktail and enjoy. Welcome to the Solo Salon Owner Podcast. So congratulations, you listened to the last episode two weeks ago and decided you wanted to keep moving forward. You've thought about why you are here in this beauty business, what section of the beauty business you want to serve, and you've explored through some market research to narrow down how to organize and put together a business foundation that is right for you. But the work has just begun. After today, everything you do, the decisions you make, everything from the color and logo, all these things will give you the result of who is attracted to your business. Think about that, how it smells, how it sounds, where it's at, how convenient is it. Those are just a few of the things that we talked about last time when we were researching why we want to be in this business. Now the question is who are you going to serve? Who is your ideal client? Who is your ideal employee? Today we're going to put on our entrepreneurial thinking cap and we're going to talk about your ideal guests and team members. We are going to write a vision statement. One for each. If you're going to have employees you do need to kind of manifest and dream about who your ideal employee or coworker is. So unless you're driving, I want you to close your eyes and manifest with me for just a moment. We're going to explore about 12 questions and these questions you can go back and listen to and thoroughly write out answers. If you started a notebook on the last episode, we're just going to continue through and fill out those blank pages. So the first question, the first manifestation is, who are your two favorite clients? If you are already in this beauty business, think about what makes them my favorite client and list everything about these people that you admire and respect and look forward to each time they're in your chair list um, the key characteristics that you want to attract in every client you serve and don't leave anything out. This information is super important to write your vision statement. So consider them your key people when you answer the remaining questions. Now if you're not actively in the beauty business, think about two of your favorite people. People that have helped you, people that respect you, people that treat you well. And we're going to go off of those visions since you don't have maybe the client base to work off of. So first question is, what do your ideal clients do as their profession? Um, and it could include several jobs. Maybe they have a side hustle that you admire or have even been a part of. What is the income bracket of your ideal client? This can be important because of the area that you researched last 
episode in the chamber. Did you look at your demographics? What is your average income of your demographics? And what is your ideal income? Are they a two income household? Or are they a single income household? What is the age group of your ideal client? What percentage are women, men, teenagers, or even children? What type of music, TV, and movies do they um, use as their entertainment? Are they people who like to read or listen to audiobooks? Entertainment, number one, it's one of the most talked about topics in the salon is what are you watching? Um, you know, think about things that you might be interested in yourself and your ideal clients, what do they share in that area of interest, of entertainment? List specific types of services that you provide to your ideal clients. How much do they spend per visit on average? Now remember, in your ideal business model, we talked about how much does your average ticket need to be? So ideally, if you could go there and meet your minimum and go above, what is your ideal average hourly income from those clients? Do they buy retail? Retail has gotten harder, I'm not gonna lie. With Amazon and Ulta and Sephora, it is important that you have what you use on hand so they can buy it impulsively, whether it's top coat, cuticle oil, scrub. Um, but a lot of people, some, for some reason, they divert their service provider and then go try figuring it out themselves. Your ideal clients should buy retail. They should trust your expert opinion to guide them. And if it's something that you don't have, it might be something worth considering because averages nationally, the top 1% of salons sells 25 to $30 of retail per client. The top 10% is around $15 per client. And that might not be every visit, but if it could be every visit, think what that would add to your paycheck. How many visits per year do they come in for services? This depends on what kind of services you offer. For myself, as a nail tech, I tend to see people on average about every three weeks. So I see clients way more than a hairdresser might see them or an esthetician, which on average is either a four to six week span of time. And for some services, it's even longer. You wanna know how many times they come in for services per year, because that's gonna make a difference when you estimate how many clients do you need for a full book. How many referrals do these ideal clients send you in a year? Do they tell their friends where they get their nails done? And if they don't, why not? Do they always rebook their appointments? 
and how many weeks on average in between their appointments do they book? All of those questions are what you need to write out an ideal client vision statement. The next couple of questions don't necessarily belong in the vision statement, but they're things to think about. There are things to think about because it gives you ideas of how to attract these types of people that you're looking for. When you think about these ideal clients, where do they hang out? Where would you find them on a weekend? In those places, is it worth your time to be present or to advertise? How could you reach large numbers of these clients to promote yourself with very little investment. Who else do you know that might not be in the beauty business that knows a great big network of people that might be your ideal clients? Write down the names of these people that have a great network and commit to a deadline to speak with them about helping you promote yourself. If they have been in business for themselves, or if they are a good representation of your business, they will be a wealth of knowledge and a wealth of connections. Sometimes you got to give a little to get a little, um, but these things are so important. It's very important to network, especially when you are a solo salon owner. If you're in a studio, like I'm sitting in my studio right now, and it's maybe 200 square feet, <laughs> it's a lonely day if you don't open your door and go out and talk to everybody in the hallway. So network, network, network. It's almost as important as your location. So now that you've thought about your ideal client, like I said, go back and listen to the questions and jot things down. Do a brain dump, answer those questions, and then you're going to write out in full sentences your ideal client vision statement. And so an example of this, I'm just going to read you one paragraph of mine, maybe two. My ideal client vision statement is, my clients are stylish, health conscious, and fun. They are always well put together down to the accessories, which is why their nails are important to them. They're confident in my abilities and always ask about what I'm doing, what might be new or unusual in the salon industry today. My clients are 90% women, 10% men. Sorry, no children. Each client averages two weeks between appointments, and since 75% of my clients service both hands and feet, I see them 24 times per year and 85% rebook or have a standing appointment. They spend an average of $60 per visit and buy a $10 retail item every other month. So if you go back and listen to that, just like SMART goals, it is specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, it might not be time bound, but it needs to be detailed. Um, and just for reference, that vision was written in 2014. So it's probably time that I go back and update some of those numbers.
So now that you're ready to use these questions to write your ideal vision of your ideal client, here's a few questions for you to consider about your business. How will you serve these clients? Will you provide them with a niche? Do you have a specialty? Are you trying to be a one-stop shop and cover all beauty services or are you focused on a specialty? That's going to make a huge difference in the type of client you attract. If you're a one-stop shop, your ideal client is anyone with money because all services attract all different kinds of people. But if you have a specialty and a niche, you tend to attract like-minded people. So before you're marketing and making a service menu, it's very important to think about these specific items and determine what clients you want to attract and keep. And that will make a huge difference because your ideal clients want their ideal services. I hope that makes sense. Another thing about clients that you need to think about is why do clients leave? So there's uh, a few statistics about why customers leave. 1% pass away. 3% move away, about 5% change relationships. So they've got a friend or a relative that started in the beauty business and they're gonna try them out. 9% try a competitor. 14% on average are not happy with your service. Don't let that affect you. You cannot be all things to all people. 68% leave your business because of employee indifference. What is employee indifference? They don't feel like they've been heard. They don't feel appreciated. They feel that you were rude. But a lot of times, the employee indifference is because they didn't get what they paid you for. Where does that go wrong? If 68% of your customers leave because of not feeling heard, you need to buck up on your consultation. We're going to talk about that in a later episode, but it's something to consider when you're thinking about clients, and it's even something to consider when you're thinking about employees. Why do employees leave? 90% of the time, it's indifference. They feel unappreciated, they feel that they're not heard and they feel that someone was rude or indifferent to them. So how can we better our relationships with clients? Between a con having a good consultation and having good listening skills, you have to think about how you listen. Are you distracted? Are you listening to everybody else in the room? Um, or are you focused? Are you focused on who's in front of you with verbal, emotional, and physical cues? Are you giving your client or your employee the experience of being heard? Do you make eye contact? Can you remember at their next appointment, something specific they told you last time. If you can't do that, it's proof you're not listening. 
Something each visit should stand out about it, a client. Focused listening is so important. If you're distracted by what's going on out in the hallway, close the door. If you're singing along to the song playing in your room in the background and not listening to your client, turn the music down. Focused listening, giving them what they want, making them feel like they are the queen in your chair because they are. They're giving you money for a service and a service well done and part of that is how you make them feel. So all of these things will help you gain ideal clients. Um, it also might help you gain ideal employees. You can do the same exercise. If you are in the market for having an assistant, if you're in the market for even subletting your room, you don't wanna sublet your room to someone who's gonna go through all your drawers and use your stuff. Now, if you give them permission to, that's, that's a whole nother issue, but you wanna make sure that your tools, your products, and everything that is there put by you is there when you return. How do you find these people? You have to be like-minded. You have to be on the same page, whether it's client or employee. I hope this was helpful. When you do write your ideal client vision statement, um, it should be very descriptive. Again, don't leave anything out. Be very clear. Even if it seems like a long, rambling, run-on sentence, write it out and then go back and edit it. These clients are clearly who you want to target, these ideal clients. These clients are the best individuals to attract and to send you new clients that are just like themselves. Have a great week. Please let me know if you're struggling with any of the information that I've given you in the past few weeks. And you can always visit solosalonowner.com for a free 15-minute consultation to see if working together is the right thing for us to do or to have just a one-on-one -on -one class. I look forward to speaking to you. Have a great couple weeks and I will see you in October.